Welcome to the Village Fitness Podcast, where we talk about health, fitness, and living a big life in a small town. Back around to here with Joey. Hello. How are you feeling so far? Feeling good. Doing good. Feeling good. Yep. Me too. We are here to talk about goals today. Episode two of this podcast, we're talking about goal setting and goals. We're very goal-oriented people. Would you say that? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Most trainers that you talk to, most coaches, are going to be like the goal-oriented types. They're going to be like the, the killers. Yeah, they just tend to be. Um, and I've noticed poor coaches tend to not be goal-oriented. Yeah, they're the type of people who, um, man, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I'm like, focus on the process. Just love the process. Um, that's That's not really who we are. We're the type of people who like would go through almost any process to get to the desired outcome that right. we're looking for. That's kind of our thing. So uh, what we the title of this episode is meant to kind of bait out some hatred uh, on purpose. Uh, it's called Why Your Goal Setting Process Sucks. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. It's accurate. So what we're, we're talking about is how to set goals uh, and some of the goal setting processes that you might have seen before, may have tried before, may have even experienced success uh, before. Um, and then I'm going to lay down lay down some knowledge, drop some knowledge on you and talk about setting goals. Uh, but I want to kick this off with just asking uh, Joey, who's one of the most goal-oriented, most process-oriented person that I've ever met, uh, what are the goals that you're working towards right now and what are you doing to, to attract those? Um, I have a lot of goals. Uh, there's my, my main goal, which is very, um, ballsy, you could say, is to be a national champion in weightlifting. Ooh. And I don't, you're think, here to hear I don't first, know if I've folks. told you that, but I don't even know I've if I've told one. you. I've you have? Okay. Before. Yeah. I'm just, I'm doing the audience reaction oh, yeah, for yeah. you. Like, so someone's commuting in their car and they're listening to this, they're going to be like, like Ooh. Ooh. and so it's going to be a, a whole chorus of yeah. us. Remotely oh, he's going, crazy. Ooh, he's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, so be a national champion in weightlifting. Um, it, it, you know, that's Olympic weightlifting. Right? Olympic not, weightlifting, not bodybuilding, not okay. powerlifting. Two different Olympic weightlifting, snatch and clean and jerk, one rep yeah. max. Um, so <clears throat> I have a lot of little goals interspersed with that, um, like certain numbers I want to hit or uh, certain things I want to do to achieve that goal, like. Make sure I'm in the gym six days a week, for example. Um, that's not a current goal. I've, I'm kind of all over the place. I'm getting over the flu. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of I have a lot of number goals, which you could you could say isn't aren't good goals. Hmm. Um, and then goals of things I want to do to help accomplish the goals of hitting certain numbers or being a national champion. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about what you think isn't a good goal and why it's not a good goal? Sure. We can jump right into that. That's, um, it's kind of the inflammatory tease of yeah. this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, I think bad goals are, uh, twofold. Um, bad goals are usually things that you can't control, right? And that's kind of driven from the, uh, kind of the secret or the manifestation, uh, side of the internet. There's like, if you just visualize it and want it the universe this disembodied universe um, will conspire to give it to you Uh, and so that's like the first type of bad goal (laughs) it's usually like oh i just want you know this this thing right like i want to be the weightlifting champion and then you just kind of sit there and don't do anything right yeah 
So uh, the reason that's a bad goal is because it does like a bad type of goal setting is because first of all it's it's garbage, right? Like manifestation is not sufficient to get you there. Um, I, I and it's 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 something that some of my more entrepreneurial friends are really kind of invested in, and I go back and forth with them on it um, in a friendly way usually. Yeah, even you and I have slightly differing opinions on sure on goal setting. Yeah. Um, the the second type of bad goal I, I do want to hear about what your differing opinion will contrast on yeah. contrast with that because um, you can kind of assemble your own kind of structure for setting goals and living yeah. your life um, but the second type of bad goal um, I would say is the one that you get and you realize that you don't like you, it wasn't what you actually wanted um, so in my my example of that is setting a numbers goal or a uh, an outcome goal that doesn't align with who you want to be at the end. So it's so that would be like if Joey were like, I want to be the national champion weightlifter, and then when you like seeing who you are when you get there is someone that you don't like, right? So right, yeah. so um, and that uh, will will come back around to when we talk about trade offs. Yeah. Uh, so based on what I've said so far, is there anything that you've kind of like? Yeah, I want to throw a slightly different take on that. Uh, sure. So, um, like for example, Mitch, you said um, a bad goal is one where you, where you're trying to get something that isn't in your control. So you can say, my goal of being a national champion isn't in my control, right? It it really isn't because it depends on the competition. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in my weight class. C.J. Cummings, he's one of the tough best. to take down. How do you beat CG Cummings? Well, I could say, well, hopefully he doesn't show up at Just the national me. championships. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Uh, um, him, which is very possible. Just cough on him. Well, just get him nice and sick. <laughs> um, I so for for me the way I do it is I will make a goal like that. I'll make some. I'll make a goal that is kind of out of out there, and a goal you wouldn't consider a good goal because it's not. Um, there's not a direct plan in place to achieve the goal because it's based on how other people perform too. Um, but I use that goal as a guiding principle. It's kind of the, the headpiece. It's what I really want is to be the best weightlifter in my weight class, in my weight class that I can be. Right. Um, and then from there I'll set the goals that are measurable and obtainable and they all kind of, there's, I have a tree of goals that kind of lead into the top one, which is, um, becoming a national champion, for example. Um, so you can argue that some of those goals might not be good goals, um, but there is a plan in place to try and achieve those goals. Yeah. Um, and so like when I was a gymnast in high school, I had coaches who were very into believing in yourself and then the universe does conspire to help you. And there were cases where that, that did work out for people. And I've seen times where it does work out. And I've also seen a lot of times where it does not work out. And so it really depends. Are you a hard worker? Are you dedicated? Are you going to actually follow through with what it takes to achieve your goal? Um, and, this and, is, and I would add in one more thing. And we, we've talked yeah. about this. Uh, this is a point of contention that Joey and I have is, uh, do you have the talent? Are talent, you, right. Are you built for it? Do you have the, do you have the natural um, ability and affinity for it, but keep keep going with what you're saying about uh, you've seen it work for some people, you've seen it not work for other people. Yeah. So, um, 
for example, uh, I don't want to name kids I've had on my team, don't name but kids. of course, I won't. Um, there was a kid on my team once who, um, d- no one, no one thought this kid would ever amount to anything, and that's that's pretty harsh, right? That's a harsh thing to say. Yeah. Um, but he was, he just didn't have body awareness. He wasn't strong. He wasn't improving quickly at all compared to other kids. Um, and by his senior year, he scored an eight point five out of ten on rings, which is pretty good. It's not, um, you know, it's not state finalists, it's not top ten in state, anything like that. Um, but watching a kid go from absolutely nothing with zero ability, zero talent, and kind of develop these things from scratch was impressive to watch. And uh, going back to what Mitch was saying, talking about talent. Um, so our contention is he, Mitch, you believe more that talent has a bigger impact on your success. And whereas I think more about hard work and, you know, dedication and all that stuff is what drives it. I basically draw the line at there's no one who's 5'2 in the NBA. Right. And that's, that's a good point. So outside of that, I would encourage people to land more on your side uh don't don't come up with an excuse for someone else as to why you can't make it um and i think the reason i i think that way versus mitch is because i do tend to see more people who just give excuses oh this this is a reason why i'm bad no you you don't do anything that's why you're bad you know (laughs) and that's hard that's harsh for me to say but that's kind of the reality is especially in your field where uh, or the field of gymnastics specifically where you're taking people who are like have an objective standard of competing. Like yeah, I'm trying to build athletes. You have to build the athlete. Uh, whereas like, I mean, on our previous episode, like everyone can be fit. We talked yeah. about like the definition of fitness. Everyone can be fit for their life doing the thing. But when you enter that arena, it's a different story. Right. You can, and you can be fit and not be an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so the mindset's a little bit different there. Um, and that's that's even why we're having this discussion is yeah. uh, this kind of depends. It depends on someone's goals. Sure. Right? So yeah. So setting those goals, um, like we talked about bad goals, and we're going to talk about like what good goals are and what we encourage our clients uh, and individuals to do for their goals. Um, so what we usually start with, like, it's a good starting point to do smart goals. Everyone's heard about smart goals, right? SMART is an acronym. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, uh, Relevant, <coughs> and Time Bound. Relevant and Time Bound. I always get stuck on the R. Yeah. Because I want, I want it to mean rad. <laughs> Goal is so rad. Specific and rad. Yeah. Make sure that That'd you're doing perfect. something rad. Uh, so relevant. Uh, so like you can look up what SMART goals mean, but basically it's placing constraints onto goals to make sure that you can actually do them. Because like the best example from the, the, my other interests are like write a book is a terrible goal, right? Like because it is an outcome, but it is it's something like you can write a book, but like publish a book, that Big depends. Difference. It depends. Big difference. <laughs> Have you been working long enough? Talented? Like do you actually notice things that other people want right. to see? It's, um, it's too broad of a goal. Too broad of a goal. But if you say I am going to write. 50,000 words in 30 days, right? On the topic that I would like to write a book about. Now we're talking. It's objective and measurable. Exactly. So we've got something specific. 
write 1,667 words per day, every day, for 30 days. If you're asking how I know that, it's because that, that was something that I did at one point. I did it uh, NaNoWriMo. You ever heard of that? No, what is that? That was National Novel Writing Month. Oh, what? So it's, in, it's in November. Okay. And it was when I was in college as an English major. And so every day, you sit down and you write 1,667 words on a novel. And you just crank them out. And it was a garbage novel, but I accomplished the goal. Right. Which is why I like qualify that. Like, you know, was I the person at the end of that that I wanted to be? I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's a little right. underwhelming at the end. Like, I got these 50,000 trash words that I have to go sift through. So, yeah. So that would be a warning of, like, don't set a goal of lose 20 pounds if you're going to break yourself metabolically by the end of it. Right? Yeah, if you're going to be... A, and there's examples of people who, they, they, like, they really can't give up a certain food. Um, and let's say it's a food that's not the end of the world if they're eating it. Like, uh, you pick one, you're better. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. And Red wine I hear let, a lot. Red wine, yeah, that's a good example too. Let's people, say you just people, really you'll pry it out of their cold dead fingers. Yeah, let's say someone just really can't give up red wine, but they beat themselves up to do it, and they finally give up red wine, but they're they're depressed, they're unhappy, they're, they're, they can't live without <laughs> I mean, their red not, wine. They're not sauced up, like they don't. They're sauced up. How, how okay. else are they gonna go through life? Right, right. They gotta be sauced up. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that that's an example. Um, someone attaining their goal but they're now in a place where they don't actually want to be which is why we like to layer context and uh identity on top of smart goals which is a great way to achieve right which is what like draws joey and i to those things right looks like are you gonna uh, like are you gonna achieve the goal right are you gonna lift what's the what's the qualifying total qualifying total for nationals is um I believe 262 kilos. So, oh God, now get we got to get pounds. Get those, get those weights out. I need to snatch 245 pounds and I need to clean and jerk about 320. Is that double body weight? 320. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. One, clean one, jerk stuff. 160 times two. What's 160? 320, right? 320. Yeah. You can tell I'm not, I'm not. You're not in it right now. Not in it. <laughs> the, math, <laughs> the math is not there. Um, it's about du- whiteboard if you want. It's double body weight, double body weight clean and jerk. That's pretty intense. Yeah. So, um, and I'm I'm not that far away to be honest, but that's those are the numbers. And there's a difference between qualifying and participating and competing. And competing. Right? Your goal is as a competitor, right? right? So it's not just hit these numbers, but it's hit these numbers and be competitive against the other people who are there, right? Who's and, entering the arena, right? And I, you know, I can hit those numbers, but I'm. My ranking yeah. is top 20. Now, to break into the top 10 and then to break into the top three, those are all very right. different things. They're, you know, they're huge tiers I'm, I'm crossing to reach that level. And I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how much uh, the strategy of doing actual lifting meets like that changes as you ascend up the, the tiers, right? Because yeah, if, oh, if there's a heavy hitter who's head and shoulders above the rest of the crew, they're following themselves. Right? They have yep. to play with their own game. They don't have people trying to throw wrenches in their program. Right, they just can't. Like no one's going to come out and even like deadlift. They're not. They're not good enough. They're right. Just play. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an audacious goal to climb through ranks of other people. Um, but the reason that 
I don't consider that a bad goal for Joey is because he knows who he wants to be at the end of that, which is someone who has competed, someone who has thrown their hat in the ring, uh, the, the man in the arena, as Teddy Roosevelt says, whose face is marred by uh, blood and dust and sweat. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Like The, and, the warrior. Yeah, the warrior. The warrior. Like, that's kind of the, the, the goal. Yeah. The real goal is to be that person. Yeah, right, so. it, exactly, and that it's not even necessarily about being a national champion. It's about being that person, and that that helps drive the goal. That helps drive the goal setting process for me. Right. And it would be nice if that was the goal setting process for everyone. Right. You know, do, do I want to be this person and have that drive your goal setting versus do I just want to get this thing? Right, and that's where like trade offs come in, like for getting that thing. So like. Uh, dropping 20 pounds is the, the example that we jump back to all the time yep. because it's very, very common. And 20 pounds is a really good goal weight. We usually encourage people to do a recomposition of 20 pounds. So gain five pounds of muscle, lose 15 pounds of fat, or vice versa. Like lose five pounds of fat and put on 15 pounds of muscle. 20 pounds is like an entire physique changing amount of weight. Yeah. It's when, like usually when people are changing their body, weeks one through three, you're the only one who notices. Maybe your coach. Yeah. Weeks like four through six, like the people really close to you start to notice. And once you hit that like seven to 12 weeks, everyone knows because that's about the time demand that it looks like if we're really, really hammering on that goal. But when you're losing that amount of weight, we also take into account body composition, right? What your body fat percentage is. And so a lot of people will be Scrolling through Fitzgram, right? The, no, all yeah. the fitness Instagram, which is my least favorite thing on the planet. It's getting worse. It's it's, it's getting, getting worse, and I really, to be honest, I don't want to go into a tangent, but just a little tangent, just a little tangent. Um, I feel like in the last three months, no, 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 not the last three months. Like the last year, the amount of ambassador programs has blown up a ton, <laughs> and I have been a part of this, and. Bro, just enter this code for 15% off. When you see that you, the company you represent is using literally everybody to represent their company, (laughs) you you no longer respect them as much. So I won't won't go into that. We're not going to name names because we uh, are not sponsored by anyone. So we're not going to uh, do that. We're also not ambassadors uh, of programs. How many uh, ambassador uh, DMs have you gotten? I've gotten three from one that I already was an ambassador for. So I was an ambassador for them. Someone hit me up and I, I did it. And then I took it off of my page. And literally the week I took it off my page, I got a message from the same company from a different um, sponsored athlete saying, hey, would you like to be a part of this program? I was like, I, I just was. And it's good to hammer it out. What's the goal? Is the goal to be a sponsored athlete? Or an ambassador athlete, or is it just to have right. like stuff you can chill on Instagram? Right. So like, fits another conversation. Not super terrible tangent. But what, <laughs> we're, t- what, we're, what we're talking about with the um, the goal setting, getting down to six percent body fat uh, for guys. Usually that's like twelve to fifteen yeah. ladies. Um, that is a goal. Uh, it is also something that can break you. Metabolically. Yes. Like getting to that level of leanness, it can break you metabolically, but it can also uh, just wreck your life. Not from a, uh, not from a, like your body is destroyed 
perspective, but from a, you can't do anything else, but focus on this goal. Yeah. It takes away from other parts of your life. Yeah. So this is what we're talking about when we say the word trade-offs. So what we do as coaches is we try to encourage people to take into account everything that they would have to sacrifice, uh, like from a stop doing perspective and everything that they would have to start doing to pick it up. Right. So like, we, being in a CrossFit gym, we see a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to make the games, right? We don't see a ton of people who do that, but we see people who, like, want to compete Yeah, CrossFit. This is a, it's a pretty devastating sport on your body. It's cool. You can do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, it's super fun. The montages are the best, right? You get a little dubstep behind it, and you're just unstoppable. Yeah. But it takes some very specific fueling. It takes some specific recovery practices, right? You get a, it's a pretty expensive actually to compete in the sport, not just from the entry fees, but also in terms of getting chiropractic care, uh, getting programming. I mean, my services are not super cheap if you want me to count your reps. Right, right. Um, getting, a, getting a coach costs a bit of money mm-hmm. and then all the services thrown on top, especially um, recovery methods. Yeah, like man. having your own chiropractor is not cheap. Yeah, go, um, in, go into massages and uh, the cryo chamber and... Yeah. Uh, Oh, my favorite's the sensory deprivation tank. I really want to try Ooh, that. Oh yeah, that, that's pretty cool. What well, um, be like in Stranger Things. Now, for like for example, I pay sixty dollars a month for to have another gym membership where I only use the sauna, yep. steam room, hot tub, and pool, right. which is all pretty nice, you know. That's pretty awesome. And sixty bucks a month isn't the end of the world. It's it's really not that much, yeah. but I mean. It's still something, right? And, you know, when we start talking about having a chiropractor or um, buying certain machines that help with recovery. Just like, the shoes, even. Shoes. Shoes get expensive. That wasn't, that wasn't a uh, That was a jab. That wasn't a jab. That was a jab. <laughs> Do you feel attacked? I feel a little attacked. It's a little salty. But um, now, a pair of weightlifting shoes, $200. A pair of CrossFit training shoes, buck thirty. Yeah. And this, none of this is to discourage you if that is your goal. It is to have you have your eyes open when you pick, right? Um, and sometimes, like, t- tell me how you feel about this thought that I just had. Sometimes it's best to pick the goal and not know what the trade-offs are until you get there, until you get to the bridge. To cross I would it. agree. I think there's um, depending on what the goal is. A lot of um, growing up that kind of happens in that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so Does that ever happened to you? Where you like, yes. you start down a path and you're like, oh, if I want to keep going on this, I'm going to have to give this up. When, up. when I wanted to be a state champion in weightlifting, or sorry, not weightlifting. Um, gymnastics. Gymnastics. Yeah. Uh, th- that was my first real big serious goal ever in my life. And I, didn't, I had no idea what it actually took to do that. And when I found out, um, I, I did Well, I found out was too like late. There's a point of no return. There's a point of no return, right. And that's you know once you figure that out it's a lot easier to plan ahead for that when you have other goals so knowing what you know now not just at the end of this episode just like just (laughs) in general as a coach as a practicing athlete uh and a someone who's like responsible for other people coming to their goals um what what is the most common mistake (coughs) you see when people are making their goals most common mistake most common mistake um, like you can do like most common goal that you see and the thing that people aren't thinking about or what you would rather see them do that will make them like more fulfilled at the end of it. 
Uh, I think the most common mistake I see is not having a plan to fulfill said goal. So I can say, yes, I want to back squat 315 in three months. Now, what am I going to do? Am I going to start a squat program? Am I going to stretch my legs out after every leg yeah. leg training session every day? You know, like th- those very specific measurable things are what you really need. That's what you actually need to attain said goal. So I really like that. Um, I think that's the biggest mistake. I, I'm riffing off of that. Like, I think that the biggest mistake that I see people do is asking either you or me or James about, James is our other coach. Uh, at CrossFit Glen Ellen, uh, asking about how to get somewhere and then, or saying, declaring what their goal is and then not mapping their actions yeah. to it. Right? Oh, so, yeah. Or 100%. Like, saying, oh, I want to do really, really well in this competition or I want to do, I want to lose this amount of weight, I want to put on this amount of muscle and then just like doing what they normally do. Yeah, like if you, it, what's the what's the pithy quote? Like, if you want something that you've never had, you're gonna have to do something you've never done. Right. Um, their values aren't aligned with yeah. their goal. I guess you could say. Yeah, I use the I use the phrase uh, mapping. Like, you gotta map the actions to the uh, to the mission. Yeah. So that yeah, that would be the number one mistake that we, uh, we see uh, when we're on on the floor and watching people go through their um, go through their movement practice and get their workouts in. Uh, what has been the most uh, most fulfilling uh, goal that you've achieved and goal that you've seen someone else achieve? Most fulfilling goal I've achieved yep. was making, sorry, I keep going back to gymnastics, but mm-hmm. uh, making state finals for gymnastics on the rings. So um, I was a ring specialist. Um, that was my goal was to be the ring state champion. Yep. State finals is top 10 in the state. Um, so 50, 50 guys go to state on an event, top 10 make finals, number one guy at finals wins. Um, so I always I always saw these state finals videos. I would always watch them, and it was so impressive seeing what the guys could do, the top 10 guys could do. And I, I remember really wanting to make finals. And I wanted to make it my junior year. It was close. I, was, I think I was 13th, and you had, uh, so I was three spots away from making it. And then senior year, I, I barely made finals. And by that point, I knew I wouldn't win. Um, but I think just making it to finals was very, like, I felt very honored. I felt like I had really accomplished something. And then going forward, I felt um, I felt better about myself, you know. Um, I knew I wasn't, I didn't hit my ultimate goal. But I knew with what I had learned that if I had a similar goal, I could achieve it. Because I, I knew what it took now. Yeah, and you um, developed who you wanted to be at the end of the goal. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Totally. I was um I was definitely the person I wanted to be. I felt like a warrior and I felt like Love a it. like a a changed person after my time spent in the sport. Um now the other one was favorite goal I've seen someone else achieve. Yeah. <coughs> oh, that's a good one. I've seen a lot of a lot of goals be achieved. I'll jump in on this one. Yeah. Uh, my my two answers to that question are very related to it. they actually happened in the same uh the same day oh well, the exact okay. same day exact same event so when i was in high school i did jujitsu that was my athletic background that's actually what got me into uh, strength conditioning um and i was a jujitsu fighter i was six feet tall 145 pounds uh, so it was just basically 
um, the, the, not the fence post of the chain link fence. I would, the chain link part of the <laughs> chain link fence. I would just galvanized, God. galvanized metal. Like that's all it was. <laughs> but I was really well conditioned at that point, right? Like I was doing road work. I was doing like the whole Rocky montage every single morning, like waking up two hours before school, get my jump roping in, uh, doing all my flexibility work. Like I was on it. And I, when the day of the competition came, I had cut weight for this about like only like five pounds. Right? I had to go to 139. Right? So I was even thinner. Yes. Yeah. Just, just you, 100% sinew. Like that's all I was. Uh, but I cut weight for it and I just walked through everybody. I just crushed them. Um, no fight lasted longer than 30 seconds and they were all submissions. Wow. So I took the gold. It was so rewarding to um to win right i really enjoy winning right the competing is it makes me super nervous i like doing it but i i like winning more than i like participating so if i if i don't if i know that i don't have a shot i don't want to play that's not a fun game for me it's like fun at that like zone of proximal development where i know that i'm gonna kind of make it or like i've got a shot and if i do all my homework and I did it, and that was the that was the most prepared I've ever been for a, a competitive event athletically, um, and the most it ever rewarded me. Like I felt like Matt Frazier must feel at all times. <laughs> oh, wins, yeah. when he well, forever. I just he wins everything. Taunt those guys. Not brag, but a little bit's bragged. Right? Was this that a was tournament? Very it was a tournament. Yeah. Okay. So it was like bracketed, and you just like you know everyone gets random seeds, uh, and then you just go out and shake hands, and then you fight. Now, is it like, uh, for you, was it um, collegiate high school or club? So it was club. Jiu-jitsu is not a, a high school sport. It's not a, it's I guess not, I knew that. It's I don't not know a real it, sport. I don't know why I asked. I knew yeah, that. So, yeah, so uh, so no, but uh, like I I fought against a lot of the wrestling team. Right? So like oh, yeah. they would wrestle. With, like, jiu-jitsu is still, still early. It was like 2006 and 7, uh, 2006 through 2008. So it was like. UFC was just like 10 years old and everyone was watching fights and like, oh my god. Everything's really what? good. It's super weird. <laughs> just rolling around on the ground. Yeah. But it was, it was super rewarding. And I was basically just a tiny spider. <laughs> a big, I think you're a big spider. I was a tall, skinny spider. I was your dang long legs. Yeah. Long <laughs> uh, so that was the most rewarding athletic experience I've ever achieved and then the other one happened that same day uh, and it was later so I was the 139 pound division and my friend was uh, in the like 200 he's in the, the heavier weight and so like you know from being like around weightlifters like 200 divisions those are big boys and those are adult males right? and so we were just high school kids and this was an open open division it was just whoever showed up and so this dude, I had uh, like trained with him the whole time. I had, like, you know, it's high school, so I'm, like just like any of my friends, like you're all working with me now. Like I'm going to teach you this, and you don't have any say in the matter. I'm just going to teach you this. And this one guy like really took to it and really enjoyed it, and so like I was kind of his coach. Yeah. And so I was his coach. I was talking through. I was his coach, like on the mat. I was the guy that they allowed to like step onto the mat and like yell at him. Yeah. And so I was yelling at him the whole time, and he um, was getting his butt kicked the whole time. It was like a five-minute round, like a 
five minute round and then whoever scores the most points or gets the submission by the end of it wins and you just get his butt kicked and then he did one move flipped the guy over took his back and then did the uh did a choke and got yeah. the submission it's awesome he won it most elated i've ever been for someone achieving their own goal and it was kind of that moment that i was like i want to do this forever where i help people accomplish their physical goals it's just unbelievable and not just like euphoric but also like fulfilling in a way that my own accomplishment hadn't even come close to it was like twice yeah twice as much fun um that okay now now i have mine picked out that's a really good one that's a great one um i'll I'll say mine super yeah. quick um that one of the gymnasts i helped coach a little bit he was a freshman when i was a senior his name's frankie fan um he was one of the best ring guys ever to walk through our high school um he was third in the state his junior year and then he was second in state his senior year um and just you know when you're coaching someone like that you 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 don't i feel like you don't realize how how good they actually are when they are in that place where they are one of the best because you're spending your time just trying to improve them you're just focused on what what are they doing wrong you know and i, I tried not to think that way that that's how yeah. i thought at the time now yeah. i don't think so much like that um but at the time it's like what are you doing wrong right. okay we're we're going to we're going to grind this you out you have to shred them yeah oh for sure and at that level as an athlete that part of that has to be done um but his senior year, like his goal was to win as well, and he didn't win. He took second, but just being, <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. Um, being at that point and being at that meet and watching him, not from the perspective of of just a coach, but as um, uh, a like a friend, or... no, like um, like someone who just watches things. No, oh, spectator. A spectator, yeah, that's the word I want. Got I'm you. So sorry. <laughs> um, as a spectator, you're like, wow, he's actually pretty damn good, you know, and like you don't you don't think yeah that way at the normally because you're the coach, right. but just watching him being like, he's pretty good. It's crazy to be entertained by something that you know is coming. Yeah, like oh, that's yeah. really good when you know something is about to happen. You're like, oh, I've seen this a hundred times. And you're still like on the edge of your seat. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's it's super awesome. So that that that's mine is you know seeing him. Super cool. He he didn't achieve his ultimate goal, of course, but he was as close as he can get. And um, being changing my perspective on how he performed was very enlightening. You know. That's sick. Yeah. That is a cool story, and I think that's a really good spot to wrap up. Yeah. Let's wrap up this episode. So uh, just to review what we talked about. We talk about why your goal setting process sucks, and, and by this time, like if you can't see the the holes in the goal setting process, or if you don't have any insight, um, well, then we haven't really done our jobs. So what we talked about was uh, smart goals, setting goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Uh, we'll post a kind of link to an overview of smart goals uh, in the show notes because that's been just done to death. And it's like Stephen Covey stuff, like old school seven habits. But then we added on top of that context and identity uh, in terms of who you want to be when it's done, uh, focusing on what you control being third kind of pillar of that. So something that's going to actually help you get there, um, make sure that it's really what you want, right? And you're going to be who you want. Um, and then uh, what was the last, last piece? I just said it. 
The, uh, oh, oh, you, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> we pay attention to our own show. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, so making sure that you have the, the roadmap to get there. Yeah. You know what it's going to cost and that you're focusing on what's in your control. That's what it what's is. in your control. Okay. Right. So those are the aspects of good goal setting uh, that we don't see put together uh, very often. Uh, and if you want help with your goal setting, what you can do is you can email us. Right now we've got our email at uh, Mitch at CrossFitGlenAllen.com, Joey at CrossFitGlenAllen.com. And we actually have something special for you that we'll link to in the outro for this uh, to make sure that all the links are set up. In any case, that is our show for now on goal setting. Hope you guys are doing great. Talk to you soon. We out. See you later.